the, the children that are in here are staying in here today um, because part of what I'm going to, what I feel the Lord is doing today, they, they are going to lead us in. Is the sound okay? Okay. I'm getting, uh, it, it's my own fault. It's not, I'm, I'm sure it's my own fault. So, <clears throat> so the kids are staying in here today. And I'm glad that they're here, and I'll do my best to, um, to, to keep you engaged too, okay? And, and actually, I would like if one, if one of the kids could come up here and pray for me. I, I saw this hand first. I'm not doing favoritism. He just, he just really just raised his hand first. <laughs> okay, babe. This is my son, James. I, I can always count on him to volunteer. So, go ahead, babe. Um, dear Lord, thank you that we all get together here today. I thank you that my mom gets to preach and do all these wonderful things. And um, I ask that we have a fun time. And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Okay, so if you don't take away anything today, there's at least one, there's one thing I want you to take away from our time together, and that is about the presence of God. I want you to take away from our time together a greater awareness of the presence of God that is in you and the presence of God that wants to flow through you and, just, and to be present. Um, I'm going to share one little story of that in my life. Uh, I, I'm not often pre present with the presence of God. I belong to the Lord, so I have and carry the presence of God with me all the time. And I'm not, I, I don't walk around aware of the presence of God. But God is really stirring in me and, and, and um, lean, causing me to lean in remember, remember, be present with me. And I can think of a season in my life where I was really leaning into the presence of God. It was a, se uh, it was a really dear season, and um, I was about to go into a Walmart and shop, and I was by myself, and I felt the Holy Spirit just say, I I'm with you. Okay, that's great. I still, still have shopping to do, and right? And, and all of that, and I wasn't on a mission trip or anything particular, but it did feel a little bit profound. Esther, I'm with you. I want you to know the presence of God with you is always profound. It's always profound. The presence of God, if you belong to the Lord and he is with you, it's always profound. Meaning it's important for the little, meaning it's, it's important and it's significant and it matters. So there I was in Walmart, and I'm just, and I'm, okay, God, what do you want to do? And I'm aware of his presence that's in me and aware that he wants to give something out of me. And I am that threshold in between. And so I'm walking down the aisles, I'm, I didn't, I'm getting my groceries, and I'm immediately aware of a girl in the aisle who has Down syndrome. She's also in a, um, like, a motorized scooter of some sort. And, and I think this moment is going to be about what I'm going to give to her. 
But here's the thing, I would have missed the moment completely if I had not taken space to be aware of the presence of God. And so I don't even know that she could communicate verbally, but I felt the Lord say, pay attention. So I, I was awkwardly, hopefully she didn't feel it was awkward just paying attention to her. And we made eye contact. And when we made eye contact, I felt something of the presence of God that is eternal. And to this day, I do not know what it is that went inside of me. Something of the Lord was given to me because I was aware of the presence of God in that moment. She did nothing but look at me. And I did nothing but look at her. But in that moment, we were both engaged with the presence of God. And it is the presence of God that is profound and powerful and changes lives. And I, that will stay with me. I won't know till I see Jesus face to face what I was given in that moment. And I do believe that she received something of the Lord from me in that moment. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it sticks with me. So if you... When we, when we dive into the scripture here, if you don't take anything away, just go away with a greater awareness of the presence of God that is in you that wants to flow through you, and it matters. So, um, I started when I started preparing, they, they said, you're going to get to preach. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do, and I get so excited. And so, um, like, I love the Strong's Concordance. Like, if... I like to say, when I like things a lot, I like to say they're my love language. The Strong's Concordance is one of my love languages. And so um, I began to ask the Lord, what do you want, what do you want to say? This is a great privilege to get to stand in front of you. What do you want to say? And I heard the word threshold. And, and, I've, and, I've, and to be honest, I've been hearing the word threshold for a while, but when I asked, I just kind of rose up in me. Matter of fact, when my mama passed away, right after she passed away, I wrote a blog called The Threshold of Death. And being, in her, being with her in that, in that really tender, holy threshold, right? So he's been speaking to me about that word for a while. So I broke it up in the Strong's. Okay, where is it? And I found that it's, it's 24 times in the Scripture. 12 times in the book of Ezekiel. So then I get real excited. I'm like, Ezekiel, okay, the message is going to be in Ezekiel. And so then um, Ezekiel 47, which is, which is a great, great passage, um, it, it's, it's twice in Ezekiel 47. And it's at the very beginning of Ezekiel 47. And this is going to help set the, the path of where we're going today. I, I will apologize, I did not finish preparing for the sermon until last night at about midnight. So, um, so therefore, I did create some slides, but I didn't turn them in until way, like two weeks past the deadline, right? So, I don't think you're going to have slides. I was just, I was waiting to see if they magically showed up, right? So, but that's on me. And my, and I, I just apologize to you guys, there's not going to be slides today, so you're going to have to open up your Bible to Isaiah 47. Uh, excuse me, Ezekiel 47. Well done, James Daniel. Ezekiel 47. 
And we're actually not going we're not going to spend the bulk of our time in Ezekiel. This took me to another passage, and we're going to spend the bulk of our time in another passage. So, Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, here's what's happening in this passage. An angel of the Lord shows up to the prophet Ezekiel, and he takes him to show him a river that flows from the presence of God. So, uh, so it's a really sweet picture. Um, commentators go back and forth. Is it literal? Is this a little river that brings life to that area? Or is this a figurative um, river? Um, either way, we can, we can get information about the river of God that flows from the presence of God. And that is relevant to us as believers who carry the presence of God and are waiting for His river and wanting to join His river that is flowing through us. And I'm going to show you where that's true in the Scripture. But first, Isaiah 47.1, and it's the first place where threshold is mentioned. I keep saying Isaiah. It's Ezekiel. Thank you, guys. This is, you need to just stay here every time I preach. Ezekiel 47, 1. <clears throat> Ezekiel says about the angel, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple. So here's the first picture. So you have the temple of God, and the temple of God is where the presence of God is kept. We know that we are now the temple of God, where the presence of God is kept. So you see the the temple of God, and then the threshold, and and it's facing out, and then there's water that's trickling out. Nice, and it's trickling out, out of it. It's facing east, and it's trickling out, out of it. Um, it threw me off that I've got my, that I've got, that I've got a visual there. Um, so the significance of the threshold, it, the significance is what's around it, right? The significance is what's around it. What's around it is the presence of God is here and where the river of God with the power of the presence of God is here. And it starts out with a trickle. And then he goes on to tell the story, 1 through 12. And at first it's a trickle. You go out about 1,500 feet, and it's ankle deep. The, the river is. And then it goes out further, and it's waist deep. Then it goes out further, and it's so uh, robust that you have to swim in it. And that is the, the river of God that flows from the presence of God. And here's one thing I want you to see right here about that. Do you see that the further it goes out, the more robust it is? It's God's kingdom is is like backwards. In the sense of you would think the more that is the more that it goes out, you would think the the weaker it would get. But the more it went out, the stronger and more robust it was. And I think sometimes we I'm not I'm not advocating for poor boundaries or saying not saying no. I'm just saying when God is in it, when God's river is in it, it fills us up, and it gets more robust, and the power is more. So, threshold, Ezekiel 47.1, but, yeah, they're like, yes, you said Ezekiel. This took me to John 7.37, and this is where we're going to spend the bulk of our time. If you'll open up to John 
7, 37 through 39. This is a different passage about a river of life that flows through the temple. And flows through the temple that keeps the presence of God. So, John 7, 37. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the, scriptures has, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as of yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So do you see here, this is a picture of us, the temple, we carry the presence of God and the river that will flow out of us. And I want us, to, we're gonna look at a couple different words and the first word we're gonna look at is if anyone thirsts, that word thirsts. Um, our kiddos like to, whoa. Our kiddos like to use the word thirst, uh, like to, uh, desire. But really what here, what it's meaning is an actual, a response to an actual need. So, um, you know the passage as a deer pants for the water? The deer doesn't just pant because it wants water. It's a physiological response to a need that they must have. The thirst for Jesus is real, whether you realize it or not. You have a need inside of you for him, and you might not recognize it. For for the physiological example, wasn't too long ago, my son Jonathan was like, Mom, I got a headache. And I was like, have you had any water today? That was my mom's answer to to everything. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, But the truth of the matter is, he was thirsty and didn't know it. He drank some water, and his headache went away. We have a thirst, a need for more of Jesus, whether you know it or not. And so it says, if anyone thirsts, uh, here's another thing. When I'm walking really close with the Lord, I recognize my thirst, right? It's like almost like the closer you are, the more you realize you need him. And then when you kind of have a season where you're kind of drifting away, you forget you need him. You need him. We need him. And and pay attention to the longing for him. It is from him. And Lord, let me me feel that longing for you. Um, Because then it says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Then a response of going to our sweet Jesus because we need him. Uh, I'm going to... I don't know if this, I'm gonna tell a funny story because I like to tell funny stories. So um, my, I'm not gonna, I think it's funnier if you just figure out who he is. Okay, so I'm driving in a car with somebody and uh, it starts to rain. I am not driving, I am the passenger. And, And it starts to rain a little bit and it's just a little bit, right? You can still see out the windshield. So it, it's okay that there's no, wipers happening, it's really okay. We don't need them yet, right? 
it rains, it starts to rain a little bit more, and you know, you're, you're starting to, hmm. You know, we are on the turnpike, so it's a straight shot. I think we're going to be okay, you know. And then it's raining really hard, and when the wipers go on, it's like they, they choose a level that is incongruent to the amount of rain. <laughs> right? And you're like, we are not Jedis. We need the wiper. And it's right, it's literally, it's right there. It's right there. Just, just a little, right? And so, depending on how grace or, I don't know, grace speaks the truth in love, right? For the love of God. <laughs> or just, maybe you just reach over, you know? I am a yielder by default. I, or not, and it's a good quality about, I'm one of nine I've learned not to make waves by yielding, you know, accommodating and figuring out. But good golly, that was testing everything in me as I was, you know, as the, as the visibility, we might as well have been blindfolded going 75 miles an hour down the turnpike. And eventually, he recognized the need and flipped the switch a little bit up, just up, up one or two, right? And then you because we needed this, and we were getting one of these. <laughs> so, you know, we got that so we can see the need is there. I want you always to see your need. It needs to be constant, and guess what? It's right there. It's right there. There's something super dear about children. And, and being a children's pastor, I've noticed it more and more. Children recognize and believe the presence of God is for them without having to strive. There's something in us that feels like we have to strive, not, not on all of us, and hopefully we're getting more and more freedom, but I recognize the, the presence of God, we have to have earned it. We, but you belong to Him, it's right there. It's right there. So, I want us as a body, I'm gonna, if you are a kiddo, if you would come up and just stand right here. They, they don't know that, that what I'm gonna ask them to do. They're gonna do it as a group. It's gonna be super easy and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you 100%. But if you could come up and just stand right here, nobody's gonna have to say anything by yourself, okay? And I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna say. I do ask that you just stand right up here in the front all the way through. If we could get a couple of kiddos to kind of stand out this way, and then some to stand out this way. Kind of come out this way. There we go, right there. All right, Mr. McDaniels, you stand right there. Perfect. So they didn't know they were gonna do this. I'm gonna help them, but they are gonna lead us. This is a picture, and I'm, I'm gonna tell them what they're gonna do. They're gonna lead us in a prayer. The prayer is, I need Jesus. It's a recognition of the thirst and a coming to him, and it's a prayer out loud to him. It's a coming to him, I need Jesus. So they're gonna, they're gonna say that prayer over and over and over. And as they say it, I would like, if you are aware of your need, and would like to come to Jesus in this moment, 
This is the beginning of eventually getting to being a rivers of living water. It starts here. And when I say that they're going to lead us, I want you to hear this. I, th there's something about the kingdom. When you give, I I'm still over them, right? I'm still over them. But I'm giving some of my authority away to them. And I'm not losing my authority by giving it away. It's actually multiplying, and that is our kingdom. And that's what our sweet Jesus does. When he gives us authority, he's not losing his. And he's still over us. He's just merely multiplying it. And that is the kingdom. When you, ha when you have the ability to give it away, you're not losing it. Jesus, when he gives it all away to us, he's not losing a single thing. He's multiplying it. So me giving authority to these children, I'm not losing my authority. I am multiplying it. So here's what we're going to do, kiddos. You're going to say out loud, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. And this is a prayer that you're just saying out loud. And if you could all say it, uh, say it loud enough for John Mode, will you raise your hand? See John Mode? See the hand back there in the back? I want him to hear us. And as you guys say it, we're going to say it like 10, 15 times, okay? And, the, and I would like you guys to join them in this declaration of our need of Jesus. And we're going to switch from I need Jesus to we need Jesus about 10 times in. Just make the switch when the switch gets made. And that's just a what, corporately, we as a body, we need our sweet Jesus. And we need him more than we think we need him. The thirst is real. And this is just a way that we can come to him. So are you guys ready? So here's all I want you to say and just start saying it. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. But you want to say it loud enough. Raise your hand, Mr. Mode. If you could, and if you all say it together, if you all say it together, then nobody has to be embarrassed. And here's what you guys are doing. I'm gonna step down here. Here's what you guys are doing. You guys are leading this congregation in saying that they need Jesus. It's a powerful thing. I do feel like I'm supposed to give the mic to an Isaiah Fritch. Is he up here? Isaiah Fritch. Are you okay with the mic? It's okay to say no. Next time, okay? God's got you on his radar as a leader, okay? All right. Grady, you want it? All right, Grady. Now, one, when I say, when I get to three, you guys are going to just start saying, I need Jesus, okay? One, two, three. I need Jesus. 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 Okay, that was perfect. That was perfect. Now we're going to go into we need Jesus. Cora Glaze, 
Cora Glaze. All right, you guys got it? We need Jesus. You're leading our congregation and just declaring our need of him. It's a powerful place to be, okay? Are you ready? One, two, three. We need Jesus. 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 Well done. That was great. All right, if you guys can go sit down with your families. Well done. Well done. So, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Know your need. The presence of God is right there always. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of, I'm going to start right there, stop right there. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said. Man, wouldn't you have liked to have been on the walk to Emmaus? Right after Jesus rose from the dead and he's walking with these guys and he tells them all, how all of the scripture, the Old Testament and the prophets and Moses, how it all points to him and tells of Jesus, tells of him. Man, I like, I want to, when I get, I hope when we get to heaven, there's like a, at nine o'clock or there's no time, I don't know, you know, you'll just know telepathically, right? Jesus is going to walk you through the scriptures and show you how it all points to him. So whoever believes in me as the scripture has said, here's some things I can say for sure as the scripture has said and let this sink in about our Jesus. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's your creator. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's, your, he's the savior of the world. He died for your sins He's, he loves you unconditionally. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you because he loves you. There's nothing you have done and nothing you can do. I'm, I think I'm stealing from a, this was not in my notes. I think I'm stealing from a Graham Cook right here. There's nothing you have, you, nothing you have done that, that makes him love you less. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. He loves you because his love for you is perfect. He loves you because his love for you is perfect. There's nothing you have done to make, you, to make him love you less, and there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. His presence is right there. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow. I'm going to use that word out. Out of his heart. Do you see that we are created, we, we have a thirst, we go to him, he fills us up, and then it just comes out, right? In Genesis, there's a, there's a passage that talks about the Garden of Eden, and it says he watered the garden with a river that flowed out of the garden. That's pretty profound. He doesn't water us with a river that flows into us. He waters us with the river that flows out of us but he is that source. He is the presence that is in us. So, out of his heart will flow rivers, will flow rivers, will flow. Okay, here's what I want you to see here. It's will flow, it's not like, it, it's, it, it's happening. It's a promise. Out of, his, out of his heart, out of our hearts will flow 
it, it's, it's, so it's more like this, pay attention to what he's doing and jump in in that place, right? Pay attention to what he's doing and jump in in that place. Here, um, here in this church, uh, in, I'm back in that Ezekiel passage in 47, after the angel shows Ezekiel all the stuff, shows him this big powerful river, then he says, have you seen this? It's such a curious thing. It's like I'm taking you for a tour of my city and then I stop at the coolest part and I'm like, have you seen this, right? So I don't know if he's asking him, have you seen this, if this is like because it's never existed before or have you seen this because are, are you observing? Is it a lack of observing or is it a lack of existence? I don't know which it is, but here's what I do know. The angel wants him to see. Do you see this river? The Lord wants you to see what he's doing, which means you've got to open your eyes and look. And in this, in, I, I get, I've gotten the privilege of being part of this body, and we are not perfect. We are sinners saved by grace, and, and the presence of God is in us and through us. And there's some really sweet things. Hospitality, man. Who would ever thought that hospitality would be a river of God? It is here. It's the sweetest little surprise, right? Hospitality. When you walk in and Ruth and Smokey greet you, you experience a river of God. Right? Um, there is... The, the, the culture of everyone plays. At most churches, it's like 20% of the people do 80 or 100% of the work or whatever it is, right? That is not true here. We are the church together. We are discipling our children together. We are uh, ministering to um, our, our people together. This, if you're going to go through a crisis, this is where I, this is where I want to do it. If, if I'm going to get a diagnosis, if my marriage is going to be on the rocks, if uh, somebody I love is going to die, which all that's going to happen if you live long enough, I mean, right? You want to be with people who have, as part of their river, is pastoral care one to another. That's part of our river, and I want you to see it. I want you to start seeing in the people of, of God, the river that flows through them. It's real easy to pick each other apart. It's easy. We're all sinful. It's, it's hard. No, it's not hard. It's actually not hard. It's quite fun to see what the Lord is doing and call it out and jump in on those places. So, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, uh, this last part just goes to explain my, my theological thinking that the Holy Spirit is in us because of the presence of God, because of Jesus, is correct. Because it goes on to say, now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. This is before Pentecost. Um, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So this river was going to be sourced by the presence of God in his people, which is the Holy Spirit, which you have because if, you, if you've given your life to Jesus and if you believe in him as the scriptures say he is, 
You belong to him and have the spirit of God and get to play. You get to play. You get to be a part of this river. Um, so this, I'm, I'm going to close with this last piece. Um, I had this picture from Popsicles and Prayer. Popsicles and Prayer was this children's event that we did, but it was so sweet that I am looking to put on the calendar an all-church event where we all come together. And some of the leadership was like, what? <laughs> Eventually, it's not, wasn't on, I want to do this. Um, it was so powerful and so sweet where we as a body come and do these same things that, popsicles, that we did at Popsicles and Prayer. And I won't tailor it to you as adults. You will be listening in the same stations in the, that the kids were. And I'm going to explain to you what it, what it was. And we're going to go into ministry time. So we had six stations throughout the... Um, church. One station was at the entryways, and that was my station because I've been hearing the word threshold, and that was the entry point. So at that station, the kids looked at a list of spiritual gifts and looked at a, a list of the fruits of the Spirit. Then they closed their eyes and they said, Dear Jesus, show me which one you want me to release in this church. Then they listened. 10 seconds. What'd you hear? And then I started to listen for themes. What, what, what came up the most for this body that your, that your children here were leading us? They were listening to the Lord for you and then praying his heart. So what they heard mostly for gifts of the spirit, it was the gift of faith, and the gift of, and this one scares me a little bit, miracles. And then I had them run, run through this, through, from entry point to entry point, praying for God to release the gift of miracles and the gift of faith. Then they came back and they listened for the fruit. What fruit do you want to release in us? And, and two of them rose to the surface. And one of them is going to, you're, you're all going to squirm a little. Um, love was the first one. Love. The second one was self-control. And your children ran from entryway to entryway, asking God to release his love and his self-control. Then we had another uh, station in Sunrise, where Sunrise meets. And they were listening to God for that community. And there was a, there was a vision that one of the kids had that, that came up. And here was the vision. The vision was that um, they, they were having milk and cookies. And the, uh, and the Sunrise age person came up and filled up their milk. They would drink a little, and then they would fill it up again. But then, here's what happened. Then the Lord showed up and filled up their milk and had milk and cookies with them. So they prayed the Lord's provision and intimacy. Our children prayed provision and intimacy with him for our Sunrise community. 
Then they went out back and had a little Jericho walk where they were listening for, Lord, what walls do you want to break down? And there were three things that came to the surface. Um, Sadness, depression, and easily angered. I threw the, they didn't actually say the word easily. I threw that in there because there's nothing wrong with being angry. Jesus was angry. But he does say don't sin in your anger and don't be easily angered. And so it's not like the Lord wants us to never be angry. That's not true. But he does. He doesn't want us to be easily angered or to sin in our anger. And he's wanting to make us free of that. Um, we had another station in here where they did intercession as worship. And they, just, and they just sang some songs and interceded for this body in worship. They had another station in the children's cry room where they prayed parts of Psalm 139 over the next generation. So they had it written out and they literally, it doesn't look like magic, you guys. It doesn't look like this holy, super holy, it looked like fun, it looked like skipping and running and twirling and ha- but they were releasing something of our God. For, they, were, they listened to him. They, went, they came to him, pointing to as if the verse was there. They were going to the Lord, we need you, and then praying his heart for us. There was a, uh, the last station was they went over to the, to, the, or to the leadership wing and just listened for words of encouragement and then wrote little sticky notes, right? So... I do want, I feel like the Lord wants to make us or bring some freedom for us in areas of anger, sadness, and depression. And he wants to give you self-control, his love, faith, the gift of faith released in our midst and the gift of miracles released in our midst. So if any of those things that I just mentioned, when we have ministry time, if the ministry leaders could, uh, uh, the prayer teams could start coming forward, if you would come forward and get prayer for that. I do want one of our kiddos to come up and pray that. Um, I know that my James will do it, but is there, any, is there anyone that, will, that would like to do that? And I will, here's what I'll do. I'll tell you exactly what to pray. But if your voice could go out, I think it matters. I really would love it if Isaiah or a, or a Duke would come up. Duke, can you do this? I'll help you. It, do I, anyone? Five more seconds. Okay, come here, Isaiah Payne. Oh, okay, and yes, come here. Okay, stay, come here, Isaiah. I would love it if I could have a girl up here too, but God's not. So here's what I want you to do. Say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I release. I release. Self-control. Self-control. And love. And love. Say it again, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I release. I release. Self-control. Self-control. And love. And love. Okay. Isaiah? 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I release. I release. The gift of faith. The gift of faith. In the gift of miracles. In the gift of miracles. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm going to close us in prayer. And I, I would like it if you could come forward for prayer if any of those, if you need a freedom for any of those things. Holy Spirit, come. Stay with us. Let us remember your presence. Let us always know our need of you. Thank you that we can access you without striving. Bring us freedom in these places. Please let us join the rivers that you have flowing through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you guys stand?